Thank you, Janet Lee. You are wonderful. And all oh, those songs, oh, yeah, I remember so many of those, and I used to sing them, and I remember listening to them on the radio, and heard quartets sing them, heard cowboy-type guys sing them, and then you just make them come alive. God bless you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, we wish you a wonderful day. And we have to make a little announcement here that right now, we're having some problems with this uh, transmission. Uh, it's uh, breaking up. Uh, it does go onto the hard drive. So that means that after this uh, broadcast has been finished, uh, then our, um, our top technician will uh, <clears throat> take it off of the hard drive, and then we'll post it uh, on our site, and you'll be able to play it back without the breakup. Uh, but I wouldn't mind if you stayed on and kept me company while I preach this word and teach. I have a lot to say today. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'd like to just mention is the thing with Jin Tao, generative touch. Uh, there has just been one miracle after another. And um, just recently we had uh, a lady who uh, the doctor was expecting to amputate her leg. She had gangrene. And uh, and uh, the um, Gentile, uh, you know, uh, eradicated uh, the gangrene, and her she does did not have to have her leg cut off. Uh, <clears throat> we have another lady who was a nurse; she's an RN, and uh, she had had uh, uh, liver disease for eleven years, and her prospect was to. Uh, have to find a, a replacement liver, which, believe me, in this day and age is is uh, just like a lottery. It's just a, a, a wish and a hope, and that's mostly all that it turns out to be uh, because there's just not in, hardly available unless there's someone you know willing to give a chunk of their liver. And she, uh, we did Gentile on her. Uh, she's been tested now by uh, a biopsy and, and other means, and they've told her, you have no more liver disease. It's all gone. And they were just, you know, astounded as to how this could have happened. Uh, there are dozens and dozens of other profound healings that are occurring through the Gentile. I want to praise God, and I want to thank God. And, and just in case um, any of the people out there think that this is a a money-making gimmick or some kind of a gimmick to uh, to to become famous or some kind of a gimmick to uh, to uh, cause people to be obligated uh, to our uh, uh, listening audience or group. I want you to know that those things are false. We tell people that we do the Gentile on. Uh, we do not accept donations for any of the Gentile because this is this is from God, and and we don't want uh, any credit, even 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 any financial credit or donations because it's from God. That doesn't mean our organization, uh, for other reasons of ministry, will will not accept donations. But for Gentile, we don't accept donations, and we tell those people you're not obligated in any way to follow us. Uh, to listen to us, to do anything. There's no obligation. This is a compassionate service. We're just reaching out to touch people uh, out, of, out of the mercy of God uh, for, for their uh, needs that they might be healed and that they might not have to go through the wretchedness of suffering any longer. 
So uh, that's what that's about. And I want to thank God. I want to praise him from the depths of my heart. I so sincerely uh, thank God for his mercy and for his love and kindness and tenderness. Uh, he does care about human beings. And, and the Bible does say, it does give us this important message, ask and you, you will receive. That a lot of people do not receive because they don't ask. And then the Bible says there are some people who ask, but they ask amiss. And that means that they're not, you know, they're not approaching uh, the, their request correctly. So uh, we just thank God. We just praise God. We magnify his name. And then I repeated this before, but I want to repeat it again, because I know that we do a lot of, you know, uh, far out teaching subjects that are very deep. And, and uh, many times when I get on the air, uh, I am moving with such rapidity. And, and even sometimes in the preparation uh, of trying to get scriptures and things together, uh, you know, uh, I, I am moving at such a compressed speed <clears throat> that I could miss putting in a scripture or I could misread something. I, could, I, I, I am not perfect. And, and uh, uh, in fact, I've always questioned God as to why I even have this revelation in ministry because I've never, ever thought myself that good or good enough to, to be bestowed upon us this, this way, uh, you know. But, but the one thing about it, having been bestowed upon this way, is I've known from the beginning that I was just, you know, a blank piece of paper until Jesus Christ came into my heart, anointed me through the Holy Spirit, uh, and 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 put the, uh, you know, this word upon me. Uh, and so, I I understand. I totally understand. You know that it's it's the gift from God, and and I totally understand. It's not my wisdom, so I don't have any kind of a problem with that, and I never have. <clears throat> But we always covet your prayers. We really covet your prayers because we do need your prayers. You know, we need to one day get better equipment. Uh, we need to, you know, we want to get this manifest word out. It just, it just bears down on me and and on some of of the others who have been on this long journey with me. We want to get it out, and we're working on a plan right now to be able to get it out and. And I want to thank all of you who have contributed and who do so faithfully, who, you know, uh, that every um, month and some of you every week, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll put in uh, a donation. And, and like many of you, it's just, you know, a, a small donation. Some of you, it's a, little, it's a little larger. And I know you do it from your heart. And I thank you so much for that. And you know how I am. I'm probably not going to mention it very often and even thank you very often for it or write you or call you very often, but but uh, it it is very much appreciated and it does help us to keep going. And and um, we, we, we love the Lord. And the other thing I want to make clear, uh, sometimes people get confused on this, you know, I am a Christian and I am a believer in Jesus Christ and I'm not mixed up into other religions. I, I don't, I don't, think that they are unequal. I don't think that some of these other great men that have lived, and I think Buddha was a great man, but I don't think he was in any way uh, equal or even close to being equal to Jesus Christ or, or any of these other people that with these names that have been 
popularized and made, you know, religious uh, oracles. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge anybody out there. I'm not going to put any downer on you. But as for me and my house, you know, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is my God. And, and, and I, I love him. And he's a, appeared to me three times. And I have a relationship with him. Uh, and so I want you to know that. Uh, uh, and I teach what I teach because in my heart, I believe that is the message I am receiving from God. And I do it with the most earnestness uh, because I would not in any way want to ever lead anyone astray. And, and, but I teach it with you know, all my goodness. Uh, of uh, goodness of belief and uh, so thank you for 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 being in with us and listening and standing by us thank you for your prayers especially your prayers you know that 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 i will have the strength that i will have the health that i will have the longevity of life to finish this work and and uh you know to 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 see you know the people elevate it and and be able to continue as as Paul taught, you know, laying aside the principles of the foundations of the doctrines of Christ, the laying on of hands, uh, the the baptisms, the the, the resurrection. Uh, let us go on to perfection. Well, what he was saying there is, is that you know. These are all points that people achieve in their rank of knowledge. And once they achieve that and they know those things, you don't need to just keep re-preaching, re-issuing the same doctrine over and over, staying in, in third grade uh, forever. Uh, it's not that you're throwing any of those things away or not that any of those things are being depreciated, you know, because how can you depreciate the resurrection? How can you depreciate the laying on of hands? How can you depreciate any of those things? You, you can't and you don't. But you don't have to, to, to fill your mouth with them every instance so that there's no room in there to, to fill your mouth with the new revelation and the new things that God is speaking and voicing uh, in this incredible day and age in which we live, which is, believe me, in the physiological and physical world is moving ahead with all kinds of new innovations and things that are, that are in the laboratories right now of science and, and, and in the inventive uh, manufacturing uh, realm of science that are so outstanding and beyond most people's beliefs uh, that they wouldn't believe it and they probably won't believe it after it's, it's out in, and, 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 and until it's in production for some period of time. But it's coming. And, and, and God has always in his prophets and his people uh, been aligned and he's kept up so that we don't fall back into primitive mind and primitive times and, and be, be, begin to look like we are just profoundly ignorant. Uh, because God has a work that he is doing and a work that he's going to continue to do. And this work is like the ladder of Jacob. It always ascends and it descends, you know, so, so it is a circuit and, and it, it, it covers all things. It, it covers those things uh, that go all of the way back uh, to, to the alpha uh, ages. And then it covers all those things that, that peer into the, into the omega ages. It's, it's full of that which is rich. It's full of that which is glorious. It's full of that which is precious. It's full of that which is the faith, uh, the very substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I, I praise and bless the name of God. Uh, so I better get started here, though, because uh, we have a lot of ground to cover.
Um, you know, I, I want to. I, I, a while back, I was talking to you about um, how that um, uh, the father uh, was, um, uh, you know, uh, in Pleiades. Uh, there are other times in our Holy Manifest teachings. Uh, you know, um, uh, we have we have shown uh, you know uh, the different um, the different angel groups and the different angel group uh, locations. Uh, generally, like for instance, uh, Orion is the uh, the the general um, uh, location that Michael the Archangel is associated with. But in this particular case, we are associating him, or we did associate him, with the Pleiades, and uh, I I want to uh, uh, I want to share that uh, again with you uh, to cover some scriptures on that to sort of verify because I've had I've had people ask me about this scripture and and say, well, I thought that you know Michael's connected with Orion and not Pleiades. And and um, this teaching that I made uh, during this uh, uh, session of, of uh, Mary Magdalene um, does not take away from that. It's just that that people didn't know just as as you humans move around on the planet Earth, and then although you might be from Canada or the United States or or somewhere in Europe or Asia where you were born, and you relate to that. Uh, uh, you you uh, you are not um, uh, um, you know without that connection. If you move to another country or another uh, province or another state, uh, you still have that connection. And maybe your move there is for for a, a mission or for a work or 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 uh, for some other kind of of thing that that you are uh, you know involved in. And that it's the same way with the angels. They might. Be, their home base may be Orion or, or the Pleiades or, or, or the Arturus, uh, uh, you know, const constellation uh, of the Father's house. But, but uh, the thing of it is, uh, that doesn't mean that like uh, some, of those, uh, some of those sons and daughters of Enoch might not show up here on earth, uh, you know, and, and be protites in missions uh, to do work because after all, they were originally from earth and, and uh, the, you know, they are, they are cousins of, of the human race. And and so they, uh, we have to understand that. So when we mentioned about this thing about, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the the uh, uh, father going, uh, you know, goes to the Pleiades to be with Michael. Uh, uh, we we read the scripture in Job nine, uh, eleven, and it said, "Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passes on also, and I perceive him not." And um, and then uh, there are the uh, there are the 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 scriptures, and I should read these again, being that we're digging up this subject because it uh, you know it is an important one, and uh, we can't uh, let you know people get fouled up in their thinking. We just uh, straighten these things out as you go. And and let me tell you that I I deeply appreciate any of you people that want to write me and say I I don't understand this or I don't understand that. I may not get back to you for a while, but I will eventually get back to you back to you or I will I will put the subject on live on the broadcast but like in in Job uh, 9 uh, you know it, it says uh, 
uh, very interesting in in nine nine, uh, which maketh Arturus, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the chambers of the south, which doeth great things past finding out, yes, and wonderful without number. He goeth by me, and I see him not. He passes on also, but I perceived him not. Here, here is something very profound. It mentions these three, uh, you know, uh, various uh, constellations, and and uh, it mentions how that um, there are things involved in this whole revelation that people do not perceive, that people do not understand, that people do not uh, see plainly enough to to have even a uh, proper conversation about it. And then Job puts it so succinctly when he says, "He passes by me; I see him not." You know, and and uh, it it is just incredible. He, and then he, he he mentions he he in, he uh, extends the perception beyond. I see him not. I perceive him not. So not only does he not see him, but he does not perceive him. And 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 that is precisely what the the scripture uh, you know uh, just said in verse ten. It said, "Which doeth great things past finding out, yes, and wonderful uh, things without number." So there are things that are that are past finding out. Does this mean we can never know them? No, because when you have a statement like that, that that, that statement is is very relative. And it's, it's relative like to the teaching in Corinthians, uh, you know, which talks about uh, uh, wisdom. And, uh, you know, it says that, um, that, that, that uh, we do not uh, uh, have uh, the total knowledge unless we are into the spiritual knowledge. And uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand. There's two kinds of wisdom. You know, there there is uh, natural wisdom, and then there is is the uh, other kind of wisdom, which is the very high and spiritual kind of wisdom. And so, uh, people that that you know don't get that down, they don't they don't have that into the proper spectrum uh, so that they have it in a light of understanding. And you can read this in, in Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter two. Where it says, um, uh, it says, uh, it, you know, a very, very interesting thing. I, I just, I, I just always found it interesting. It says that um, there are things that are spoken, and it says that only the Spirit can search those things out. That this is chapter two, verse ten. God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For his spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And that was on top of this scripture, verse 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now that precisely coincides with the statement that, the, that was made in the 10th verse of, of Job, and then in the 11th verse where Job says, you know, I don't see it, I don't perceive it. So uh, people would say, well, you know, these things are past finding out then. We can't, we can't find out. That is true when it's applied to the natural man. So in verse 4 of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, it says, And uh, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the, of the, of the spirit uh, and of power. Um, 
and it says your your faith should not your faith uh, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We're into First Corinthians chapter two, and we're reading uh, you know uh, from verse four and five, and and it says, "How be it? Now get a hold of this. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect." Now, this doesn't mean that they are perfect in the totality or that they are into plu perfection, uh, P-L-U dash perfection, which means beyond uh, all of the, the, the rankings of, of, uh, of uh, normal perfection. <clears throat> what this means is that, that uh, you know, that there is a place uh, though that that you can come into a new kind of wisdom, and it describes that uh, in the verse in verse seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now the important thing here, and we're going to be touching on this a little bit in this revelation of Mary Magdalene and all the things pertinent, and of Jesus Christ and the Father. But what is very important here to understand. Uh, is what it says in that verse that I just read. It says, but we speak in the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So there are things that are ordained to us before our glory. And we will see that, that, that the Bible says that those things are meant for us to know. And we can know them through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. And we will see, we'll hopefully get to that scripture today as we teach. Blessed be the name of God. <coughs> so here we go. Um, just uh, uh, keeping on this subject so that we don't we don't miss anything. Uh, you know. Uh, the, uh, so the the father goes uh, to the Pleiades to be with Michael because Michael is there on a mission, and and uh, and that that of course is uh, very very important for us to understand. Um, the Bible says in Job thirty-eight thirty-one, "Canst thou bind the influences of the Pleiades?" Which actually, uh, the same word is used in Ezekiel one four, meaning unfolding. So this enfolding of one part within the part of uh, of another structure um, actually incorporates this whole thing of of the of the Mahanaim, uh, the the two armies of God, the two hosts of God, where sometimes the two hosts of God comes together. And so here we have the cherubimic host of God and the seraphimic host of God coming together in this meeting in the Pleiades. The the Michael and 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 part of his host has come over with the Father to uh, the the uh, cherubimic host, and 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 this is. This is something you'll find many places in the Bible, uh, especially, um, you know, uh, exonerating and extending the word Mahanaim, uh, which means two armies, two groups, two groups of angels, two, you know, this is a very spiritual thing. And, and it was the experience that, that uh, Jacob had at, at Bethany. And uh, so... Um, uh, we've preached on that before. I got to keep moving. Uh, this is uh, so important uh, to 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 see. You know this revelation. Uh, we know that this whole thing of the um, of the Pleiades has its place. 
the Pleiades represent seven stars, and and uh, you find that in Amos five eight, seek him that maketh the seven stars. So we have an order from the word that says seek him that maketh the seven stars. Uh, there there's a, a deep inset in that, and what it's saying now seek him. Uh, that maketh the seven stars, and incorporated in that is understanding why he makes the seven stars, and, and in the making of the seven stars, which is the Pleiades, seek his mystery in that, so that you understand another part about God, and another part of his wisdom, another part of his declarations, another part of his revelations, and, and uh, so there is a, there is a, uh, a, a, you know, a connection and that connection corresponds from one point to another point, so that in knowing about the Pleiades and what has been done there and, and understanding what the influences of the Pleiades and what, what this meaning uh, of, uh, you know, that, that I, I read to you about the enfolding, as it describes it in Ezekiel 1.14, um, uh, being a very interesting thing uh, uh, as conducting an understanding of the word influences. And so as we get into this influences and the knowledge of it, and we get into the enfolding and the knowledge of it, uh, we are suddenly going back in time, and we are suddenly being revealed things back in time. Now, this is where many, many of the Christians have gotten confused, because, you know, when it says, if all the things were written that should be written, you know, I suppose the whole world could not comprehend it. And, and people say, yeah, but that's just talking about the things that Jesus did on earth. And no, it's not what it says. It says if all the things should be known, and yet it is referring to Jesus Christ. But then when you understand, as you refer to Jesus Christ, uh, the total meaning of that, like for instance in, um, uh, you know, First uh, Thessalonians, uh, we, we find that it mentions that Jesus Christ, that himself, that Jesus Christ himself and shall shall come with the voice of an archangel himself, not somebody else standing in place for him, not Gabriel standing in place for him. Jesus Christ himself shall come with the voice of the sound of an archangel. So we we there discover that when we start talking about Jesus Christ, we are we are not just talking about the work that he did on earth. Because, because the things that he did on earth uh, far ascend uh, the, uh, the things that happened on earth. And, uh, and we'll read some of those scriptures, and we have read uh, several of those in the past. But you, if you miss that, if you miss that, that alpha-omega connection, if you, you miss that, that, that dual location, uh, then you are not reading the whole scroll. You, you are just reading uh, bits and, and, and pieces and, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, factual uh, factors and 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 fractals and and there's so much more that God wants you to know, so that when you get into reading about Jesus Christ, into knowing about Jesus Christ, you know that before Abraham he was not just what he was doing on on the earth. You know that the Bible says that before the foundations of the earth, you know that that uh, that he he was slain. Uh, you know uh, for this plan that he anticipated that he'd be involved with, and we also know that there was glories that the Bible speaks in that second uh, uh, in, in the uh, book of Corinthians that belonged to us before the foundations of the world. 
before the foundations of this of this uh, of this earth. So as we get into seeing that, we become uh, deep into the understanding of of the the relativeness and the correlation and and the correspondence of of that uh, of the understanding of Jesus as he lived now. Uh, at the time when I say now, uh, you know, these ages of the earth, uh, and as he lived before. Because, uh, you know, Jesus is only complete as we announce him in all the different forms. And we see in the book of Isaiah, you know, uh, he, you know he, he's got the title Father, he's got the title Son, you know, he's got the title King, he's got all these other titles that are all very, very important. And if we, if we miss that, uh, then we miss out understanding the wholeness of God, the wholeness of Jesus, we just take him in part. And, and, and you don't want to take, you know, Jesus in part because it's too great a message. It's too great a revelation to miss. It's too great a revelation to just have a fractal of. Blessed be the name of God. So as we, as we move on with this, because it, it, it absolutely calls for us to move on with it, uh, we begin to, you know, see some things that um, are extremely exciting and uh so let's just take a look here uh let's go to uh ezekiel 10 14 through 15 ezekiel 10 14 through 15 and we're going to see something very interesting here <clears throat> and uh and and these are scriptures that have to be understood by the holy spirit because you know they're very deep and they're 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 in uh they're interwoven they're braided in, into the, the scriptures. And, and if we don't uh, catch that understanding, we miss then the deep word of it. So in Ezekiel 10, beginning with the 14th verse, uh, it says, And every one had four faces, and the first face uh, was the face of a cherub, and the second face the face of a man, the third face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. And the cherubims were lifted up. This is the living creature that I saw by the river of Chabar. Okay, now now we, we get into the the um, uh, understanding here of the cherubims, and in the singular they're called cherub. In the plural they're called uh, cherubim. Actually, cherubim without the s it does convey plurality, but with the s, you know, it's sort of like a double pl uh, plurality. Okay, uh, and uh, so so uh, um, now then let's look at Ezekiel ten one. Then I looked and I beheld in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubim, uh, there appeared over them as it were a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen, and said, Go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill thy hands with the coal of fire between the cherubims, and scatter them over the city. Now here we are, If we, we have to be very, very observant to see this. But we take a look and we see that, that uh, behold, in the firmament, and above the head of the cherubim. Now, this is something that is happening above their designated order. And, and so the Bible is telling us, you know, something is happening. And, and it says, there appeared over them, as it were, a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Now, when we talk about the thrones, like in Colossians mentions the thrones, we, we are talking about the different rankings of the angels, 
like the the the, the, the six winged angel ranking, the four winged angel ranking, and the and the two winged angel ranking, the seraphim, cherubim, ophanim, and as we begin to get into that understanding, uh, and we see that then there there is there is something above the cherubims that they are the four winged. So then, what is the only a group above them is the seraphim which are the sixth uh, winged angel ranking. And then it says, um, uh, and the throne, which ties it right in, this whole th- revelation that we find on the subject of the throne uh, is, is a constant of talking about uh, the throne ships of of the angels, and and there being a a throne uh, of lordship, uh, being the Lord of Hosts, and and that Lord of Hosts is is the archangels that are over their their host, uh, you know. Okay, so now as we we look at that, then we see we see uh, the likeness of a throne, and he spake unto the man clothed with linen. He now we have a designation of an entity. And this entity is is the one who's the head of this other throne that is over uh, the cherubims. So that would be the 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 um, the, the uh, seraphims, and he, the person that is over them, is of course uh, is of course Michael. So what we really have here is Michael. Then um, you know. Uh, and, and and get a, get a hold of this so that you you don't miss it. Speaks unto the man clothed with linen. Now in other revelation we we talk about this man clothed with linen, uh, you know, being a specific person that has been given the job uh, to to record uh, the history of of things, and uh, and uh, it, with a, uh, a little bit of. Uh, reading our teachings you you can find out that who that is or you can just keep listening i'm sure i will mention it maybe i'll mention it right now but but uh the thing of it is uh it is important to understand that there's a particular person you know who is who is given uh this position and and this goes all the way back to the old testament in the book of genesis you know and 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 it invokes uh you know words like like sila and and it, it is very important that that we're able to uh, to to capture, you know, uh, those incredible uh, meanings and and uh, to really get into the the fulfillment of of uh, of putting the whole scripture together, bringing the the whole scripture together is the beauty and the glory and the power. Uh, of of understanding you know uh the revelation uh so so that would take us all the way back to genesis fifth chapter and and we're read in 21st verse and enoch lived 60 and five years and we get methuselah and enoch walked with god after he begot methuselah 300 years so when he had methuselah something so profound happened Something so profound was connected by that spirit that was that was Methuselah that that he then began to walk with God and he walked with God the kind of a walk that he ended up being transfigured and transformed and so this is this person we are talking about and that's another teaching it's a big subject but but this we have he uh, in the tenth uh, chapter of Ezekiel 
who is from this group that is above the cherubims, which are the seraphims, and 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 he is he is talking. He spake unto the man, which we're, we show, uh, but I don't have the time to do that today. That this is this is actually um, this man is actually. Um, you know, uh, Methuselah. And then he said, go in between the wheels. Uh, now the wheels represent the Ophanim. Go in between the wheels and, and, and even under the cherub and fill, uh, fill uh, 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 thine hand with coals of fire from between the cherubim. So now we have an order given to this person uh, to go out and become, uh, to to go out and and as a, a, an additional action, be involved uh, with the the cherubim. It's, it's an action of being involved with the with the cherubim because it says between the cherubim and scatter them over the the, the city. And and the work is ultimately for the purpose of helping the wheels. And the wheels are the ophanims that have were once the ophanim angels, and that that fell unto the earth and became mortals because of of sins, and and so no doubt uh, this uh, visit of of Michael uh, uh, to the Pleiades uh, to be where they uh, meet with the Father uh, is a conference. Uh, that has to do uh, of a meeting with the seraphim, the cherubim, and the father as regards things about uh, what's going on with the humans who are the fallen ophanim, the fallen wheels on earth. And so there's a very deep scripture, a very uh, fabulous scripture uh, that, you know, once a person can see that and understand that and catch every little word, every little pronoun and apply it, uh, then, you know, there's, there's uh, beautiful things you can do with it. Blessed be the name of God. Now, someone says, well, how do you know that the cherubim have six wings? Well, you can find that out by looking at Isaiah 6, 2. Okay? And, and, uh, and then, then there, you know, there are other scriptures in the Bible that uh, give away lots of information. Uh, like, I think, um, if I look over here in Revelation 4, and I look at um, uh, verse 5 through 8. That's sort of interesting. Let's just do that right now. Verse 5 through 8. And it says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, um, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and, and to loose the seals, uh, seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, in the midst of the beast, um, and of the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven... Uh, 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 horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth. Praise God. <coughs> Blessed be the name of the living God. I, I, I tell you, I, uh, I, just, uh, I just worship and, and thank and praise our God, our Father which art in heaven, you know, for, for revelations like this. Because here, of course, the seven spirits of God represent the, seven, the overcomers of seven universes. Those seven universes uh, represent um, the, the seven hosts and the seven lord of hosts of, of the different kinds. So, so the seraphims, the cherubims, the ophanims, only three uh, uh, groups of, of the seven. 
that are involved, but they are all involved in, uh, you know, like being part of the great uh, white throne judgment. They're, they, this is the casting down of the thrones that it talks about in Daniel, uh, that one day will happen. So they will all be involved in the judgments. So uh, blessed be the name of God, and thank you, Jesus. Um, there's so much richness uh, in the Bible. It, it, it's just, uh, it's just so, so beautiful. Okay. Okay, now how do we know, um, uh, you know, uh, as much as we do know, by reading very carefully uh, every, everything. For instance, uh, I've had different people say different things about who the four beasts and the four and twenty elders were, and they've got them being all kinds of things. Uh, but we find out who they are because in the ninth ver verse of the fifth chapter of Revelations, they sung a new song, saying, "Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof, for thou hast thou thou wast slain and hast redeemed us." So these are these are talking about you know people that uh, that uh, have fallen uh, uh, you know down to earth and hath redeemed us because that's the whole connection to redemption. Okay, I got to keep moving. So so that gives you a little bit of an uh, of a uh, of an idea and gives you scripture to support this thing that I was teaching you know about uh, th this whole whole thing you know uh that that uh, uh of 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 the 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 trip of uh, the father with um you know um Michael to the um the constellation of the Pleiades, which was a cherubim constellation, does not take away from their original, uh, you know, foundation home. All right, and that that solves that, and I hope that answers that for you. Uh, there's a lot of these things that people just don't know. When um, when Zacharias was, um, uh, you know, uh, at the temple, and he was he was praying about uh, his son uh, John. Uh, you know the the Baptist that was going to be born, uh, and then uh, he had some problems of, you know, some faith about that and so forth. But you know he was a good man, and uh, and he um, uh, was told, you know, by the angel not to use the family name to to give give this son a a different name. He was be called John. There were, sometimes these names are so uh, as certain uh, uh, as to having a representation. Every name, you know, every pronoun. Uh, in fact, Jesus said we have to pay attention to every word that comes from the mouth of God. So every word can be important. And and but uh, what happened to um, to uh, Zacharias is uh, he became dumb. He couldn't speak. And and that was sort of like a meta metaphor for the church. Uh, there has been, a, you know, a, a a binding issue put on the church uh, to where they are they are they are blind to this this some of these uh, uh, insights and some of these deep words because they have not willingly wanted to receive it uh, and so they have been made dumb and and uh, they cannot speak on these subjects they cannot speak on them because number one they really don't understand it. Number two, they, they, they were slow to get into it. They had doubt. And, and number three, uh, God has a timetable. And so uh, because these people are in the church and they, they're representing the church, even though sometimes very sadly, uh, he nevertheless is dealing with them and he binds that mouth and they are not able to say anything until 
in this case, the birth of John, in which, you know, he opened his mouth and said, no, you're not calling him by family name, you're going to call him John, because an angel appeared to me and said, that's what's to be done. So, <clears throat> there, there is so many uh, similarities that, that, that happen, you know, and that are, that are going on um, in earth. Um, it's, uh, it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, that thing about um, uh, Yaviel, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, being called Archangel is in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. So you can you know, look like that up, put that together, uh, and uh, you get that uh, message clear. All right, got to move on. Got to move on. Um, uh, I want to I want to cover something that I covered last week. Um, that I got a uh, an email from a brother, and God God bless this brother. Uh, uh, you know he 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 uh, he said he went in was following some of the some of the scriptures and some of the references that I gave uh, in um, the Strong's Concordance, and he said I couldn't make them make sense. You know, well, uh, it was very interesting because when I was um, reading those references on prophecy and, pro and, and prophesy and so forth, um, well, I did mention in my teaching that why they don't even mention the word prophecy uh, in here in the, in the Greek, uh, you know, uh, translation. And I thought that was very strange. Uh, I was sort of rushing through it. And didn't take the real uh, length of time I could have taken to 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 uh, you know put a pause on that and uh, try to figure out. Uh, but I had uh, taken that information from my uh, Strong's um, you know uh, concordance Hebrew Dictionary concordance, and uh, uh, so when he told me that that the that the numbers uh, were actually forty three ninety seven and forty three ninety four. Not forty-eight ninety-seven and forty-eight ninety-four. Well, first when I read that, I thought, "Oh, well, I wonder if when I'm looking at the three, I thought it was an eight. And 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 I I put down, uh, you know, forty-eight ninety-seven and forty-eight ninety-four. So I went back to check, and lo and behold, uh, no, uh, my concordance. And I checked this with uh, just to aid my eye a little bit with a magnifying glass, and I checked and no, uh, I had the numbers right. It was forty-eight ninety-seven, and it was forty-eight ninety-four. Nevertheless, I did some additional checking, and I found out that the error was in the Strong's Concordance, that someone in the printing had misread evidently the forty-three that it actually should be as a 48, and it got printed to be the 48. And so I was quoting what the Strong's Concordance said, but they had misprinted it. And I thank this brother for, for bringing that out, and I wanted to bring that out to your, your uh, um, yeah, understanding uh, too. Hold on a second. <coughs> okay. I have to do a little bit of coughing here. I'm sorry. Um, okay, now um, uh, I want to I want to do a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, talk though on on this particular thing, because I I, um, I quoted these uh, these two references, forty eight ninety seven and forty eight ninety four, and this was on the subject of Second Peter one twenty, 
And and this was where you know Second uh, Peter one twenty where it says prophecy uh, you know uh, uh, you know no, uh, no prophecy is is of a uh, personal interpretation or a private interpretation, and where it said uh, uh, verse nineteen there's a more sure word of prophecy, and uh, <clears throat> and then I I quoted these two uh, forty eight which actually. Is is supposed to be forty three ninety seven, and I quote it forty eight ninety four, which is supposed to be forty three ninety four, but you know, um, I still the reason I allowed them uh, the reading to stand uh, is because um, uh, they they correlated and they corresponded to uh, the interpretation that I was finding to be relevant uh, with those with those verses. So I decided, you know, to just go a little bit deeper and just see where this could be taken. So I, for instance, went back to this to to uh, 4394. Now, 4394, uh, you know, was um, uh, in in reference, uh, you know, to the, to the scripture um, that talked about, um, you know, that that would that would that would connect it. To, to verse uh, nineteen, and um, and and uh, you know verse verse uh, there was the two verses that we're dealing with, verse twenty and verse nineteen, and verse nineteen was about a more sure word of prophecy, okay, and uh, so um, so uh, it, it connected. However, when you get into uh, you know uh, its its counterpart, you know when you get into its counterpart. Uh, of instead of four, four um, eight nine four, but four three nine four, four three nine four comes from the root, which it says right in the Strong's Concordance of forty three ninety six, and forty three ninety six is from a combination of forty two fifty three, which means in front of superior, and this of course. Uh, really ties in about the more sure word, sure word of prophecy uh, that that these people like Peter and uh, John and James had, um, uh, you know that that uh, you know was so important to understand when they went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, they heard things that uh, uh, that the other disciples did not hear. And they were even told by Jesus, you can't share these at this time with the other disciples even. And so it was a more sure word of of, of understanding, of revelation, of, of prophecy, if you want to put it that way. Because prophecy refines down to meaning word. And, and uh, so, it's, you know, I'm not against using that unless a person is thinking in terms of prophecy just being only a foretelling. Because it can mean an exhortation. Okay, so um, uh, anyway, let's get back. So, so uh, forty-three uh, ninety-four is from forty-three ninety-six, and you can find that right in your Strong's Concordance. Forty-three ninety-six is from a combination. We're talking the roots of forty-two fifty-three. 4253 means in front of superior. That went along with it. That's great, and from uh, the combination, all, which is in part also of 5346. 5346. 5346 
teaches uh, the prophecy to be shown uh, to make known one's thoughts to say and to affirm. Now, when I look at that and I read things like that, then I, I see that, that when that, that word is given, it's not to be set off and, and held and not un understood by people and, until uh, it's been, uh, you know, diffused or, or, or reiterated and redone uh, by some group or some council. Because the, 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 the prophecy, the word, is to be so, so uh, distinct, uh, so discreet, so distinguished, uh, that as it is spoken, it is to be affirmed uh, in the knowledge of, of what it is saying. And that is that can be confirmed in uh, fifty three forty six. So, uh, you know, the, the, these things just keep you know keep uh, make us making us to understand some uh, very interesting things. Uh, that that uh, even though this forty three ninety four from forty three ninety six from forty two fifty three and fifty three forty six um, has certain relative things that it says contained in. The term prophecy, in the reference of 5346 that I mentioned, uh, is the prophecy as it is shown and made known of one's thoughts and said and affirmed, which applies to the next contiguous verse, number 20. And you have to remember that to begin with in Second Peter, we have Second Peter 1, 19 and one twenty. These are all in the same contextuality of subject. So as being in the same contextuality of subject, you know, this applies to where, you know, um, it says that no prophecy is to be of a private interpretation as, as to how they, they translated it. But correspondingly, associatedly, and correlatingly, uh, uh, when you really look at the deep of these words, it, it doesn't provide that, that, that kind of a, of a translation or an interpretation. Um, it, it just it just is is not there uh, in in the full de defining and in some ways interestingly strangely these two verses that I tossed in by thinking they were the correct uh, verse but the number uh, complex was uh, incorrect as printed in Strong's nevertheless held some interesting understanding and that's why you know I didn't have a problem applying them. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, it meant to understand, to become aware, to be conscious, um, to be informed of, to be privy, to be aware. So if you're going to be privy of the script, of the, of the, of the prophecy or the word that is spoken, then it can't go into some kind of a, some kind of a stalemate or, or a collect that, that has to wait for some counsel to give an interpretation. It, it really is meant to be, uh, to, to be set in, in, um, such an order that, um, that that it, it it already is um, able to be known by just reading it. Then, as we we look into this word uh, where of private uh, in interpretation, where it says you know it's not to be of a private interpretation, as it was the King James translation. Uh, we we find that as we look up that word private, I mentioned this last week, that um, that 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 it has some some expounding kind of, of, of things on it. Uh, in addition to it being one's own private, separate self, uh, uh, it can also mean, if you look at 20, 
398 and 2399, which is from 2398. Uh, it can also mean uh, idios and, and idiotes, uh, meaning ignorant and unlearned. And so when the scripture is saying this scripture, you know, uh, we have we have a prophecy, we have a word, uh, you know, that that is it, it is not secondary. It's it's first, it's superior, and and um, uh, you know this this word you you need to listen to because because you know it's a more sure word of prophecy, and so this is saying that there are people out there that in the in the relative aspect of of. A privy or private, uh, which private can connect to privy, uh, of saying that that uh, you know uh, one meaning of that is is those people that are ignorant or unlearned. That does not mean they're dumb. That does not mean they're stupid. That means they're just not advised. They've not been told these deep uh, inner inner uh, uh, secrets. So um, that's sort of a fast rush over. But but really, uh, when you put the whole thing together, uh, and and of course the person should go back their notes and 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 should make a note of the forty eight ninety seven uh, actually uh, being forty three ninety seven, forty eight ninety four actually being forty three ninety four. But you still could make those references because um, it, it is very interesting that the very term forty eight ninety four is used in Acts five two, where there was this. Uh, fellow and his wife that held back uh, on uh, the funds that they were supposed to give to the church and and uh, and it says that his wife was 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 privy to the knowledge so so it, it it's that very word 4390 uh, 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 from uh, instead of 4394 that is actually uh, 4894 or at least it's it's in place of 40 uh, 4894 according to my uh, concordance and and therefore shows that this word is used that way uh, as meaning something that is privy privileged uh private uh personal and all of those kind of things so there is support there with all of that that's all the time i have to to spend on that trying to make correction but again um you know uh when we start getting into the defining of uh, prophecy and and uh, like forty three ninety four, uh, it can mean prediction, prophecy, prophets. Uh, uh, it 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 can it can mean different things. Uh, but but this thing that I'm that I have said, I think is uh, substantial, and I think it does hold, and and I think that it deprives. Uh, these councils and and these people who think that they're they're the only ones that can interpret the word and they want to take it away from the uh, the people and and uh, and that went all the way back to when the, the King James is being put together they didn't want anybody else to interpret it it was a very sensitive time because King James who authorized the interpretation of the Bible uh, one of the main reasons that he was getting that that Bible made was because he wanted to divorce his wife which the Catholic Church would not allow him to do so he decided to make a new Bible and for there to be some translations that uh, that did not uh, uh, find itself bound up with the translations of of the Catholic viewpoint and which would allow him to be able to get his divorce. So, you know, we have to give credit that the, that these, uh, uh, 
men that translated they did they did you know i'm sure uh, the very best that they could uh you know with an axe being uh, axe or a hanging rope being held before for them uh to make the translation as real as possible but that that there were circumstances which they had to very uh you know carefully uh put into into superimpose uh that that they probably would have preferred to have done it just a little bit different way but but they were under you know the threat of life and death uh to be sure to please uh, uh, you know king james god bless you bless you on listening to that that's all all very important okay we want to move because we have a lot to cover. We talked in the past about the dual location, you know, like atomic entanglement. Uh, you know, I, I, Jesus said uh, in John three eleven through 12, I have told you of earthly things you have not believed. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No man, ha and here he goes, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which, who, is in heaven. So he showed that uh, he is not. Uh, he was not only there talking to the people in this physical body, but that in another representation, he was at the same time in heaven. And then we have his teachings in Matthew sixteen nineteen and Matthew eighteen eighteen through nineteen. Whatever is bound on earth will be on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. So um, um, uh, that's that's what we we need to know, and um, uh, and so this all this all makes sense uh, as as we we think about this. Um, uh, you know, like I was saying, uh, you know, King King Henry, I guess it was. I said King James, King Henry. Uh, divorced his wife and uh, and he wanted to separate from the Catholic Church, but that all went back to to influence to be an influence among the kings because a lot of them had that same idea and a lot of them uh, were involved in uh, being entangled with many uh, different uh, wives and concubines and uh, so uh, we'll just see if we keep our history straight here as I'm blabbering at uh, at 20 miles a, an hour. Or whatever, maybe a second. <clears throat> okay, so um, uh, uh, here here we go. Um, uh, you know, uh, in Psalms fifty four through five, it talks about to call the heavens above and the earth below. There's this dual connection. Um, Revelations twelve twelve. Rejoice you heavens and ye that dwell in them. Uh, a referral to to more than one place in which. Um, is related and 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 is involved uh, in the knowledge and and the um, the reference to human beings. Um, it's just absolutely terrific and fantastic. Uh, uh, and then that beautiful scripture in John, uh, Saint John ten sixteen. Other sheep I have that are not of this fold. And that beautiful scripture. And I want to read that right now. Luke twenty. Luke 20, uh, that is so incredible of being a uh, an awesome uh, parable about the Father's house. It it, uh, it it's just incredible. Luke 20, verse 9 through 16. And here's what it, here's what it says. 
And Jesus said unto them, uh, let's see if I can, no, no, I've got the wrong one. I want uh, Luke 20, I got 19. Move over one more. Here we go. And nine. Then began Jesus, he, to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard and led it forth to, uh, to husbandmen and went into a far country for a long time. At, at the season, he sent a servant uh, to the husbandmen that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard, but the husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. <coughs> Blessed be the name of God. Praise God. All right, let me get a drink of water real fast here. Now, there are several things in this. Um, I'm covering so many things that seem to not even be related to the Mary Magdalene thing, but believe me, they, they deep down they are. A, a, a vineyard is planted, and and um, then it goes into a, a far country for a long time. Now, some of you people that have gotten the idea of... Um, of this just referring to, um, you know, Jesus going away for a short time and coming back quickly. Here's a scripture that talks about it being a long time. And, and so um, since we already are into, you know, uh, thousands of years here, uh, since the word quickly and the word at hand has been referred, then we might have to understand that there is always uh, other meanings to the to how that those words should have been translated. Quickly uh, being translated as uh, as uh, you know soon, you know, or or some of the other kind of meanings uh, that that meant um, you know uh, uh, that would mean in their translation to to be suddenly. So that soon and quickly would be suddenly. Behold, behold, I come suddenly. And so they incorporate to mean that when he does come, it, it, it will be just sudden without a lot of pomp and, and, uh, and uh, playfare. And, and it will just happen. People will not be expecting it. It will just be bam. And uh, so, so because then that would not interfere with this word about being gone to a far country. Now, this, this really explains that it's not, it's not heaven like the first domain, uh, which, of course, it is not, but it's a country. It's a country. And, we, of course, we're teaching that in the 14th chapter of John. Jesus said, going away to the Father's house. It's a country. It's another, another planet. It's a country. And, and at the season, he sent a servant to the husbandman that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husband husbandmen beat him and sent him away empty. Again, he sent another servant. They beat him also, intrigued him, shamefully sent him away. And again, he sent a third, and they wounded him and cast him out. And then the Lord said, I will, uh, what will I do? I will send my beloved son. Uh, it may be they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these husbandmen and shall give the vineyard to others uh, when they hear it. And they said, God forbid. And so uh, 
Um, he says, and, and he beheld them and said, uh, what is this that is, uh, what is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon the stone shall be broken, but whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Okay, so here we begin to get into this understanding that, that, uh, that is, is so important. Um, uh, and, and, and so absolutely, you know, essential uh, to understand uh, this thing of the of, of of the due location. This thing that that this connectedness between the Father's house and between the earth and 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 the 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 uh, the Lord, uh, the Master, uh, you know that that was involved in this vineyard, who owned this vineyard, and the husbandmen. Uh, which of course are like ministers of churches and and other kinds of people uh, that are teaching a different doctrine than this story of the father's house because uh, they the, they are uh, dumb on this uh, subject they can't speak it because you know uh, they they have exhibited their their you know anti faith and uh, and so until a certain time they're not, they're not even able to speak it okay. Now we got the country. Now we got all this thing about the dual locations. And uh, we begin to see that uh, in Hebrews 11, 8 through 16, Abram looked for a city that was not made with hands. What kind of a city do you think that would be? Not made by humans. And, and we're talking about the revelation of Melchizedek, who comes from that far country. So it's, um, it's, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. That brings us then to the subject that we talked on, and uh, it was about the kings and the priests. And I just want to throw in a couple more things on that um, because I had some questions on on that about the kings and the priests. And people, there was people said, I just can't quite see your connection. How that um, you're saying that that the Bible says in Revelations uh, we will be kings and priests, and that the priest represents uh, the women. And I just don't quite get that. Well, I was trying to show that the priests represent the church. And, and uh, you know, um, uh, Revelations 1.16 mentions the priests and the kings. And then there is scripture on that in uh, Revelations 5.10 and Revelations 20 and 6. And, um, and, uh, but we see that, that many times that the word house, you know, can represent the church, like, you know, like uh, the house of faith, Galatians 6.10, uh, the Ephesians 2.19, saints, and the house of God, and then, uh, you know, uh, Bethel, house of God, and uh, then in Acts 7.38, church in the wilderness, um, in Romans 16.5, the church that is in their house, and Colossians 4.15, the church in his house, so that we see that the church many times, you know, uh, you know, uh, is is a representation of where the people meet because it's representing the people, and these people are males and females. There's neither male nor female in Christ. The Bible says, you know, and then they as collectively, you know, represent the house, and 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 as representing the house, uh, they represent Jerusalem, and Jerusalem. Uh, when we get into the revelation of Jerusalem, uh, we find in the book of Revelations that Jerusalem 
is the bride coming down from heaven. So the bride then uh, is also described, uh, you know, uh, uh, in, in Galatians 4.26, because it says Jerusalem is the mother of us all. So now we have the bride and we have the, uh, the mother, and now therefore we have the woman, uh, which, which uh, represents the church. The church is, of course, uh, all tied in uh, through the term priesthood. And, uh, and uh, there's um, a whole huge study that I did on the priesthood, uh, which um, I, I don't have time to go over that right now or to repeat it again. But if you, you get into the revelation of the priesthood, um, you, you will see that, um, uh, for instance, if you look in First uh, Peter 2, 5 through 9, Hebrews 7, 5 through 24, uh, Hebrews 5, 6, and uh, and Hebrews 7, 26, which says such a high priest became us. Uh, we can see then the conversion between the highest priest and, 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 and becoming us as a group, as a people, because us is plural. And, um, and then uh, also Hebrews 8, 1, all of those scriptures actually show, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know the the connection uh, to this thing of 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 the church, and and uh, and then the church is Jerusalem, and the church is the house, and the church church collectively, and is what that refers to. Then is represented as the mother, and is represented as the bride. So then, if it represent represented as the mother and the bride, then we can say okay. Then when it says uh, we will be kings and priests. Then, uh, as it mentions in in Revelations five, um, pardon me, in Revelations one six, and check out uh, uh, Revelations five ten and Revelations twenty six. As I've said, then we've actually got kings and queens because we've got the woman, the church, and then we also see the wo woman, the church, uh, as a representative in uh, Revelations twelve one with the crown. So it 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 is really quite Bible and quite established. Um, uh, to say kings and queens, and that's the the the, the message we are in, and that's why uh, we are we are the, the 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 bride and the spirit say come, you know, and, and that we are coming into this vanishing point, and we are coming out of this uh, this accursed silence uh, that people cannot speak the names, uh, the names of the Lord, the names of of not only uh, of who He was as meaning the the Alpha, but who He is as meaning the 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 omega uh, because it says he is the beginning and the end he's the alpha and omega so if you all you want to talk about is some point uh, in the omega uh, age and say this is what jesus is and that's all that he is and he's 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 not anything else and you don't want to understand the times in which he has been jesus christ the son of man and then he has been jesus christ the son of god uh, then you'll be leaving out uh, his his uh, humanness, which is the the word made flesh. And if you leave out the word made flesh, then you are leaving out the life of that flesh. And if you do those things, the Bible says that you are leaning toward the Antichrist uh, concept. So we've got millions of people out there into the Antichrist concept because they don't want to accept Except that that Jesus took on uh, after the seed of of Abraham, he did not take on the angel life. He took on a 
physical life, and when he took on this physical life, he lived it as a, as a physical human so that he could truly be a brother and so that he could truly be relative and that he could truly be tested and tempted in all things. And, and uh, uh, you take away the metaphor of marriage, you take away the metaphor of marriage, you take away the metaphor that represents the church and the marriage uh, supper of the Lamb and the spiritual side of things, which, which incorporates the whole redemption of the human race. And people say, well, I, I, I think that that you know, belittles him. I think that that distresses him, diminishes him. That's because you have your mouth sealed. You can't mention this word. Uh, maybe, maybe your problem being able to get in a thing with, with Mary Magdalene is because you, ha you are inhibited by sexual problems. Maybe you are so involved uh, with sex and you have it, you are, have it to be such a filthy thing that you can't possibly uh, think that you would want to pray to Jesus Christ who would be involved uh, with such a dirty thing as a woman and sex with a woman or, or intimacy with a woman. And so that's such a dirty, filthy thing, uh, and, and uh, you know, that would only be something that, you know, y you might be in with. Uh, uh, you've, you know, people have made, made those things dirty and filthy and, and, and uh, stupid and ignorant, and, and they have not understood. They have taken this word of God, the word of God made flesh, the word of God made flesh, no possible word of God, no potential word of God, but the word of God made flesh. The uh, first chapter of John, the gospel of John, and they, they have turned it into an antichrist slaying thing. And, and I'm here to preach this thing, that the spirit says come and the bride says come. And, and we're into the church of the kings and the priests. And, and this is the revelation of the age. Blessed be the name of God. Hallelujah. So, so uh, you know, Jesus is, is uh, in Acts 3, 20, 21, being held in heaven until the restitution of all things. And, and so if you think the restitution of all things has already happened, uh, because that's what you must think if you think the rapture is going to happen any second. Uh, but I, don't, I, I can't see where the restitution of all things has happened. I don't see the fulfillment uh, uh, in uh, 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 Daniel, uh, where the Bible says that you know, all things were finished, all things were concluded. I don't see that. You think you see it? Well, you believe it the way you want to believe it. But I'm telling you, that is not what the Bible says. That is not what the situation is, you know. And uh, Hebrew 8, 1, uh, talks about him sitting on the throne in the heavens. And, uh, and when we read about him sitting on the throne in the heavens, uh, we find that it talks about there is someone on his right side. And there, uh, or pardon me, it talks about him being on the throne sitting on the right hand of God. So if he's sitting on the right hand of God, then we've got the master throne in the middle, and then we've got the, uh, 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 you know, uh, a throne on the right side, and we've got a throne on the left side, uh, but the main throne is in the center. And so he's on the right hand of God. Now this begins to show us the tetragrammaton, I am and I am. The, uh, the first I am being, being the higher presence of God, the second I am being the lesser presence of God. If we can't understand 
that God can reveal himself in both the upper, higher level of God, higher energy, higher spirituality, and he can also reveal himself in the lower levels of God, then we cannot understand how that this message can come to the human race. Because, because, you know, the Bible says, if you go to the highest heaven, I am there. If you go down to hell, I am there. People don't believe that. They don't believe that they can go to hell and, and that, e that God's word is everywhere. Its word is even in hell. God, there's nowhere, nowhere, no place that God is not. So because God can do this thing of being able to bring his energy down to the level of, of, of the, the lower presence of God, that enables him to be able to preach to any sinner no matter what he's done. Though his sins be as scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. No matter what he's done, you know. And then this beautiful, incredible example of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, taking on uh, all of these things. Uh, you know, let's, uh, before we, I don't know, I, I, I was hoping to get into this teaching on the Father, but, you know, th these things are all important. But let, let's just real fast go over this again. I've read it a couple times, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we still have people not quite getting it, and i got to keep keep making sure they do get it. Chapter 5 of of, um, of the Ephesians, uh, pardon me, of, of Hebrew. Chapter 5 of Hebrew. Uh, so Christ, uh, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 5 of Hebrew, uh, So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. So if there was ever time that, that, that God said, Today I have uh, begotten thee, then that means that that, that event wasn't already in, in, in happening. That, that something occurred, that caused there to be an initiation, that caused there to be, you know, a moment in which this day, this day is the application uh, applied. And, and uh, so, so that is so important to understand. And um, um, verse 6, And he saith in another place, thou art, my, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, which who, who, now this is still talking about Jesus, the subject is Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him. Now some people can't understand that that could be Jesus. Oh, I can't believe that Jesus, that's Jesus. I can't believe that, that, that he had to offer up these prayers and supplication and strong cryings in order to get saved. That I don't I don't I don't believe that's Jesus. You don't believe the Bible then. That was able to be saved from death and heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. <coughs> Excuse me. This is talking about Jesus. And being made perfect, he became. That's an active verb, which means that there was a time that he was not. He became. And being made perfect, he became. Whoa, this is incredible. The author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. 
Yeah, a lot of the churches don't hear. They cannot hear. They're in that metaphor. Now, turn with me real fast to Isaiah, and let's look at, um, you know, um, Isaiah 53. And I, I've, I keep reading this, but I'm, whatever a number of times I have to read this to expound it, uh, I, I want to do it till you really get it and understand it, okay? Because it's so in very, very, very important. Chapter 53, verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he hath grown up before us um, as a tender plant and as a uh, root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness when we shall see him. There is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. You know, that, that's what a lot of people have done to Jesus Christ. Years and years and years and years ago, I had a dream. And I saw Jesus in a wheelchair. And, and, and I was looking, and I could hardly believe it. And I said, Lord, Lord, what is this? What does this mean? And he says, that is how the people worship him. They worship him in a wheelchair because they, they do not, do not give to him glory for all of who he is and all of what he has been through. Uh, they, they have a limited idea, and that idea cripples the ministry. Wow. Okay, let's go on. He, you know, it says he's despised and rejected of men. I, I think there's people out there that would despise the idea of a Jesus who, who married they would despise that, even though I have said that this marriage took place not on earth. It took place at the father's house, and that's where he had a son, at the father's house. Even though I said that's where it took place, but they knew on earth, but they, 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 they could not uh, let that get out because if they did, uh, all of the plan uh, of everything like Mary Magdalene being bringing uh, the, one of the main sources of supplying finances through her business uh, of, of uh, the fish uh, treatment um, business that she had where they were preserved and they were, you know, uh, spiced and all kinds of things. They bought most of all the fish that the disciples caught. Okay. Surely he hath borne our griefs. and carrying our sorrows. And before that it says, and we esteemed him not. Can you, can you fail to esteem Christ because you can't believe that he could have had to go through a certain kind of experience? Yes. If you believe that he could not come down here as a human being and have a wife, but he can, he can have every other kind of thing, then you, that you, you are committing a sin against women and against Jesus Christ by not esteeming him to be capable of keeping his salvation and pureness and righteousness if he, if he was to be married because somehow that would dilute him. God help you people that believe that. Surely he hath borne our griefs carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. 
He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were he are healed. We like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And, and, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Wow. Now we have the Lord, L-O-R-D, laid on him. And we're talking about the Lord, the iniquity of us all. So we got the Lord doing this to himself. Except the difference is the Tetragrammaton. I am and I am. The greater I am and the lesser I am. Otherwise, we got everything that's happening here, Jesus doing it to himself. But it's, it's the difference of my Father is greater than I. And it's the difference of this this expounding of that, it, it, it is so important. So, so I just want you to get that. And I don't want you to forget in this same place here where it talks about, you know, um, you know it says in verse 7, um, uh, oh, let's read verse 6. You know, it says, the iniquity uh, uh, of us all was laid on him. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He has brought us a lamb to slaughter as a sheep before his shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. And then let's skip on down to verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Is that the reason he made his, his uh, grave with the wicked and, and, and with the rich in his death? Because he had done no violence? Yeah, do you get it? So, because he had done no violence, all of those things had a different relevance. And because he's, he's, he's married to Mary Magdalene in Artura, the father's house, and he was, he's able to, to have that in composition and, and in true love, he cannot be compared to, 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 to being a failure. And that's why becoming perfect, he became our redeemer. And unless you understand that word perfect becoming there, and unless you throw in the whole thing, the whole story, then you end up negating what something that can actually represent 50% of the story of Jesus Christ. Son of man and Son of God. Wow. And then, in, in, in the incredible, incredible thing that I read to you, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. This is L-O-R-D, which means Yahweh, means Jehovah. Capital means, you know, it pleased the Lord to bruise himself, unless we understand this. Tetragrammaton, I am and I am, the I am the greater, the I am the lesser. Thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. When, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This is a physical explanation of a physical Christ. All the way through this whole scripture is about the humanness of Jesus Christ. 
about the suffering human-wise, about being despised as, as a man of sorrows, a, a human being, about his looks, about everything. And you can't take away the context of this, of this scripture. It's about a physical Jesus. And the other Jesus is called the Lord who did this to him, which is the Son of God, Jesus. They are both the same one, but in two different locations of the level of the Spirit. The Scripture is clear. Well, next week, Lord willing, I'm going to get into the Father. And I want to show you how that in John 15, 15, that Jesus said, All things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. I want to show you that Jesus revealed the Alpha and the Omega truth to his disciples. And that all the things that he made known unto his disciples, including, including the revelation, Mary Magdalene, including the revelation of the Father's house, including the fall of the angels, was revealed to him by the Father, which art in heaven. And he made that known unto all the people. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Next week, as we get into this thing of the Father, it's really going to open up the understanding and the revelation and the, and the incredibility of the connection to the Mary Magdalene thing. Hang in there with us, folks. Hang in there. Be patient. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. O Lord, reach out today, this very moment, to those who are sick in body, to those who are cast down by depressions, to those who are lonesome, to those who are fighting desperate times. To every sick one in body, touch them now. From the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, heal them in the name of Jesus. God bless you. We love you. We love you. God bless you and goodbye.